When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, how about them damn Celtics? And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Sunday, February 4th, after the Celtics' 40-point win over the Memphis Grizzlies. Took on the shorthanded Lakers on Friday uh, and lost. Took on the shorthanded Grizzlies today uh, and made sure not to make the same mistake twice. Uh, the Grizzlies had a starting lineup of Gigi Jackson, David Roddy, Trey Jemison, Luke Kennard, and Jacob Gilliard. Uh, Dick Lipe tweeted out before the game, uh, the Celtics starters have more career playoff points than the Grizzly starters have career points, uh, which is just an all-time stat. And I followed that up with Luke Kennard makes up 3,700 of their 4,800 points. Uh, and the other four Grizzly starters combined have fewer career points than Tatum has points this season, which is just an insane stat. Dick Light hit me with the like on that tweet, made me feel like a god. Um, but yeah, 40-point win for the Celtics. Obviously, we'll talk a lot about Marcus Smart's return. But let's start with the game, even if it's only going to be for five minutes of... They, they just smoked them. There's not much to talk about the game. They, they smoked them completely. And I know you didn't get a chance to watch Philly because you're at a work thing. But it was a... Uh, the box score tells a story. Yeah, so I watched some of it live. And then I came back here and I watched the 10-minute highlight on YouTube from the NBA. And I also did some looking at the full game. So initial thoughts, Tatum's really good when they're up a billion. But he was good from the jump. Poor Zingas had himself a good game from looking at the box score. Every time I turned it on, he was doing something. Like he made some threes, had some He's big good. dunks. He was efficient, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 10 of 17, 2 of 5. Yeah, Tatum was efficient too. So, and then another guy who stuck out to me when I was watching was Horford. I watched the little bit at the beginning of the game, so I saw him getting some good looks underneath the basket. But unfortunately, I didn't get to see too much of the game, which sucks. I he didn't miss much. Derek White was also good. Nice shooting performance. He was solid. Drew Holiday struggled with the shot a bit, but he was fine on defense. Like there really wasn't much to talk about in this game. Namish Kade had played good garbage time minutes. Jordan Walsh scored his first career NBA points on a super cool cutting slam to the, uh, to the rim. So that was fun. He got his points. Um, The Grizzlies have two players on the roster that I've never heard of. And that's very impressive. Like Sam knows I pride myself on like, I try to know every player. Like I'll know like I I Googled Jack Cooley for like an hour, two weeks ago. Mm. I didn't. I literally never heard of two of these players, and that's crazy. And one of them had nine rebounds in the first quarter. In the first quarter, I would have been pissed. To the Grizzlies' credit, to the Grizzlies' credit, this was like, this was like a ropey game in the first quarter and a half. Like the Grizzlies kind of kept it close in the first quarter. The Celtics' offense looked a little slow. They looked a little sluggish. Grizzlies were fighting as most young, you know, to put it clearly, bad teams do. Um, uh, Towson. 
Ivobuan, I can't say his last name. I'm so sorry. He had 12 rebounds on the night, seven offensive. A bunch were oh, missed. Let me grab it. Oh, missed. Let me grab it. So th- there were some of that in there. Um, but he had nine rebounds in the first quarter, six offensive rebounds in the first quarter. I mean, he ended a minus 23 and played 30 minutes. So it's not like he played well and he shot one of seven. So, but um, there was a point early in the second quarter where this game was 40 to 38. Uh, so it was like this was not a guaranteed win. And then what if math serves me correctly, the Celtics outscored them 90 to 53 from that point on. So they did they did pretty well <laughs> from there on out, but As the Grizzlies should. were fighting. Yep, the Grizzlies were fighting. The Celtics offense and defense was like, oh, what's happening? And then they locked in. Defense was still a little bit shaky at times, it felt like to me, weirdly enough. Like it just felt like, oh, the Grizzlies suck, they're not gonna make shots. Um, but the Celtics offense certainly picked up the pace uh, at the very least. Uh, in terms of was this a um, but Celtics bad shooting day to start? Because I watched the ten minute thing, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this game's really close. And if I was watching it, I would be pissed live, knowing that you know, not knowing that they were going to win by forty. Because I think if I watched the first half of this game, it would have been like, is this team serious? Like, they just lost to the Lakers. <clears throat> well, and they came out and played well to start because I watched the beginning live. They went up, I think by 12 at one point in the first they left something the quarter up nine so it wasn't too bad and then it goes down to two in the second quarter and i'm like are you kidding me but to their credit what i saw on the highlight tape they closed the half really well and that's they important did. when you're trying to win basketball games is i think i don't know if it was to close the quarter like exactly like to end the quarter this was the run but at the in the second half of the second quarter, they went on like a 14 to two run. So they picked up the pace. Yeah. Certainly. Um, it was just, I don't know. It just felt like they were still a little bit off uh, in the first quarter and a half of this game. But again, like I said, like they just steamrolled them once they got in a rhythm, which was what you expected to happen. So it really, I guess no harm, no foul, but you do want to see them sort of pick up the pace from the jump from here on out. Um, outside of that, Matthew hurt has perhaps the ugliest jump shot I've ever seen in my life. That's number 20. Yep. I didn't know Nuts. who he was. He's just throwing it back. Horrendous. It's genuinely like the worst jump shot I've ever seen in my life. That's cr- that that is something you'll see on the Sunday Rec League. That's horrible. Sure. Um, is. And he was like nasty at Duke. Like he was really good player in college, which is insane. He was, let me look it up. He was a four-year player, two-year player at Duke. He averaged 18 and six uh, and shot 44% from three on over five attempts a game. How with that? That's nuts. Um Outside of that, there was really nothing to note with the Grizzlies. They are just bad, so bad, and and so not their fault. Their opponent by the appropriate amount of points. <clears throat> this was their second largest uh, win margin of the season outside of that Pacers team, which makes that Pacers team look even worse, in, in my opinion, because that Pacers team was objectively better than this Grizzlies team. Um, yeah, I mean, regardless the, of how the Pacers team pretty much beat the Celtics in the second half of the game they lost exactly. in Indiana. Exactly. Um, Grizzlies team is bad. 13 of their 15 standard contract players were hurt tonight. That is impressive. I saw a post uh, on Reddit, and it was the, you know how when you watch an NBC Sports Boston, it's the injury report. They put it on the screen. It's like uh, Jalen Brown and then like a zillion guys underneath. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, did the Grizzlies actually try like that plane crash thing where they just try and kill <laughs> their whole team so they get like a free draft? Jesus. Man. Um. Outside of that, like I said, good Tatum night. He was pretty dominant throughout the entire game. Al Horford was solid. Didn't make his threes, but he was fine. Good Porzingis bounce back. Good uh, Derek White game. Holiday, 
fine on defense. Didn't really do much else. Hauser didn't see too much, I guess. He didn't really shoot particularly well. Peyton Pritchard couldn't hit a Peyton Pritchard was throwing up some of the worst bricks I've ever seen him throw up in this game. Uh, it was really bad, but <clears throat> looks whatever. Like <laughs> O'Shea Brissett, solid rebounder. Nimi had eight points, eight rebounds for them on offense. See Mikhailo got in the game and it started chucking. Shocker. I, 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 he got in the game, or before he got in the game, before the fourth quarter, I turned to Justin and Bobby. Shout out Justin, by the way, for filling in on pregame. I go over or under seven and a half field goal attempts for C. And he got to five. And so he was pushing. He was trying to get there. But um, yeah. Anyways, uh, good for Jordan Walsh. That's really the only player takeaway you can have from this game outside of Tatum was fine. Porzingis was fine. Jordan Walsh got his first bucket, got a rebound, he got an assist, got a steal. Crowd pop for him. Let's talk about the real story. Marcus Smart returned to TD Garden tonight. Uh, I assume you watched the tribute video. Yep, I went back and watched the stuff. I watched the video on Twitter. Then I watched it again going back on the broadcast because I saw Greeny tweet that Gorman was like in tears or tearing up. So oh I man, I'll need to go look at that. And then I watched the Heroes Among Us thing, which was really good. Then it was really nice that the crowd chanted mm-hmm. for him. So overall, from what I saw, like really good like service, like good reception service. from the fan base. Well, no, 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 like they did a service like a like on on the the jumbotron. Like they gave him two tributes. Like that's pretty sick. I think tributes are better. Words. Sir, I know service just makes it sound like he's dead. <laughs> well, the overall thing was like a service to his career here. I suppose, I guess. Um, no, I know. Yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, yeah, I was almost in tears up upstairs. Like the only re- if I was home and not like here, I would have been crying. It was. Listen, man. Like I was talking to Justin on the pregame show. Like, there's just I wanted to ask him this, but everyone was asking the same brand of question. I'm like, I'm just there's no point in me saying something. Like, there's a certain era of Celtics fans that grew up with Marcus Smart as their favorite player, and so to mm. see him come back and to see the crowd like embrace him in the way that they did. And to see him watching the video, to see the like all the clips and all the stuff he did here, and the garden just erupt. And and immediately after, you know, when it was back to the you know normal timeout, just we love Marcus Chance, like blaring. It, it was like shit, man. Like it's just it hit it hit me. It hit me. It was it was great. It was great. And him before the game talking about his time in Boston was just as awesome. It was it was a it was a special night. Like, like I'm glad that they blew him out. So that could be the main focus. Like that was just like, it, it was just Marcus's day. This was, it was, it was, it was special. It was great. It was yeah. Really, really I good. mean, the take I had about, um, I, Oh, not take question. When you guys were in the, uh, the pregame presser, I thought of this too late, but I was in a text and be like, ask this thing. If you would have wanted, <laughs> Imagine, like, not imagine. It's got to be pretty special to be in the same class as some of these other guys that have gotten receptions like this. Like, Pierce Mm. and Garnett were, like, the first couple. They came back on the same day. He was there. And they had a massive tribute for both of them. The reception was great. Rondo got his. And then... I don't think anybody else really Kelly Olynyk got like a heroes among us thing. And then Avery Bradley got like a small thing. Isaiah, Isaiah got a good one. Pierce had his whole day when he retired. And besides that, there hasn't been a whole lot. So that's a pretty elite group. The NFL season is wrapping up. 
And there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit fanduel.com Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Yeah, I no, I mean, you know. he was very appreciative, it sounded like, of everything. I, I tried to transcribe some quotes while he was talking. Uh, the best one being like, Boston is definitely a second home for me. I spent a little bit over half of my life here. When I got here when I was 20, I'm turning 30 in March. I could go on all, all day about everything I've experienced here. It's the way Boston took me in. We know all know playing in the city isn't the easiest. There were plenty of times when they let us know about it, especially me. But everything was always great here. I speak for everybody, opposing teams, guys that have played here. And there's nothing like playing in the city in front of these fans. They watched me become a man. They definitely have shaped my life in more ways than one. Like, just the way he talks about it is like, shit, man. It's just, it was so fun to hear. Uh, he was at Gary Washburn asked him, have you had time to, Bobby asked him that last question, by the way, shout out Bobby Kravitsky talking C's. I uh, said, but Gary Washburn asked if he had had time to reflect on his time with the Celtics. He goes, I don't think I fully have. I've had moments in spurts, but fully no, it's been real hectic for me. I haven't had really time to sit down, but once I do get that time, I'll do that. And I'm sure it'll be a lot of crying, a lot of laughter, but it'll all be good feelings at the end of the day. And then the way Horford and Tatum talked about him after the game, like, like Tatum was just like he was the fan favorite everyone knew it we have smart fans they knew how he played he played a certain way and they respected it and they loved him for it and like him saying like Bobby asked him about like the fan reception he just goes I'll love you forever it's like fuck dude like come on I'm trying to be professional here and you're, you're dropping these it's like the the impact he had on this team on this city was unlike anything that has happened here in a long, long time. Um, and it's I know strange, I like, isn't the, it? there have been better players like KG Pierce, but better players, Isaiah, better player during his time here. But like in terms of impact on the team, impact as a leader impact in the community, like he's an all time great, like genuinely, genuinely. It, and it's incredible to see Noah Dezel tweeted out. She's like, is there a player in the league? that is still in the league that his former team has this in former city has this much love for. And I don't think there is knee jerk um, is Isaiah, but he's right. not in the league. Exactly. He's not retired. <laughs> that's the, no, but you know, that's doesn't count. Uh, and the fun, the ironic part about that question nice. is Bradley Beal returned to Washington today and no one gives oh, who cares. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm saying there are better players returning to their teams, but no one comes close to having the impact on an organization like Marcus Smart did on the Celtics. And it's incredible. Well, I think the Celtics are a special team too, where like yes. the players said, like the fans are smart. So they really do appreciate what's going on in front of them on the floor. With all due respect to the wizards, like nobody's talking not about the same. fan base as being like, not the same. Great fan base. Of course. No, man, it's like, I, I'm just going through the quotes now and trying to read and like, like express how like important he was. Tatum was like pumping up the crowd when Marcus was getting his tribute video. Yep. Uh, he said it was an incredible moment. What he meant to the team, what he meant to the organization, what he meant to the city. He was loved. Uh, Marcus Marty was the fan favorite. Everyone knew that the way he played, he wore his heart on his sleeve. We have some very smart fans and they saw it. They appreciated that. It was really cool to see. I'm surprised he didn't cry because that was special. Um, 
I just I wish he could have played, and that's the only like downside I suppose of the night. But seeing him react to it in real time, seeing him watch a video, he was laughing with the Grizzlies like John Morant was watching it. He's laughing with some of his other teammates. Like the the way he, you can tell how much he loves the city, and I stand by it. There is no chance in hell he doesn't come back eventually. I stand on that. I mean, I'm sure he'd like to, but I don't know how the money works. Or I don't even know when his contract's supposed to be up. 25, you know? 26. 25, 26. So you have it. So he has this year, years. next year, the year after, and then twenty. He'll the summer of twenty six. I mean, he'll be a free agent. Yeah, he'll be a free agent. So he'll be so, thirty two. I don't know. I mean, I don't. It depends how bad he wants to come back. I don't know if they want to pay him to come yeah. back. I don't think he'll be asking for a big contract at that point. So I don't know. I, 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 it'd be great. I would gladly have him back. Um, I'm trying to make sure I didn't miss any like quotes on him. Well, I won't forgive <laughs> this game, but... dumbass 22 team for not getting it done because <laughs> had they finished the job, one, he might still mm-hmm. be on the team, but two, the narrative surrounding him would be a little different. I mean, I had somebody talking to me today saying that, uh, you know, they don't really get, they get it, but they don't think it should be this drastic. Like where, like he didn't win anything. He was like the fourth or fifth best guy on the team. Like all of those. They don't things. get it. And it's all of those things are true. Like he was never the best player. They didn't win anything. But at the same time, it's like an exception to the rule. Yeah. It, it's. I, I don't know if he should have his jersey retired. It's really hard to say. One thing I'll say is 36 is not a number people are clamoring to have. So there's that aspect of it. I will say the fact that he didn't win a title and it's even a conversation should speak for itself. Yeah, I mean, probably not. He probably won't. I, mean, I, I, won I think the answer is just as long and he didn't. So. I know, but that's different. And I and I agree it that I don't different. think it will. But the but the fact that you can even bring it up as a conversation and he didn't win a title is like you understand how big the impact has to be for the for that to even be brought up. And the people who say, "Oh, you didn't do this, didn't do this," can you just like take a step back, understand that basketball isn't life and that it's a game, and understand the like human impact a guy like Marcus Smart. I, I know, but like understand the human impact. That he he can have, and this this I'm not saying this as an argument to retire his number. I don't think it should be retired. And I don't think it will be. But like for the people who are like, oh, why are people making such a big deal? Like, take a step back, get out of your cave, your hole, or whatever shit you're like focusing in, where you're not paying attention to anything outside of the dribble, dribble, and understand that like as a human, the impact Marcus Smart made on this organization, in this community, what he did for the city of Boston with the Young Game Changer Foundation, everything he did for for cancer patients, for for hospitals, for 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 children's hospitals, like all the stuff he did, on top of and his impact as a leader, exact and continues to do his impact as a leader. How much his teammates respected him, his ability to call people out and, and that people would listen. Tatum Brown would, would drop everything if they heard Marcus Morris say, "Like understand the respect and the impact he had on this community." Like take a step, stop stop saying oh three point percentage, oh, oh turnovers. Like, breathe. Look at as a human, on impact on this organization, top of the top, like like up there with the the greats. And, and I think, and that's what people who are so focused on, on bullshit. Like he wasn't a perfect player. Kristaps Porzingis objectively was a good trade. If you look at basketball, he's a better basketball player, a better fit 
but the impact on the organization is why people love him so much. The way he played, the way he carried himself, the way he represented the Celtics. Like, just just stop looking at it as, as threes, turnovers, and assists, and point guard. Like, like look at it as, as impact. And and I think that's what people need to see. Like, I saw somebody tweet today. They were like, you know, you know, would you boo Marcus Smart if you were there? He cost the Celtics championships. I think it's a real thing. Shut the fuck up. Who said if that? you boo him, just I some random Twitter? fucking account. Yeah. So like, like people need to stop. Like. And I say this all the time, and and we've talked about it before, but like, I understand that we cover basketball, and I understand that that is ninety percent of all arguments and what they should stick to. But like, there are exceptions to the rule, like you said, and Marcus Smart is the exception to the rule. If I've ever seen one, because you you would be hard pressed to find a player that made a bigger impact on an organization from a human level than Marcus Smart did on the Celtics. Well, the weird thing—not weird—but the thing about Marcus is. It's like him, Tommy, Mike Gorman, Pierce is one of those guys, probably Red. Like, those are the best personifications of what, like, a Celtic is. And I think that's why the conversation is the way it is and and the love is the way it is. Because he gets treated a very similar way to Pierce. Like, and it's really weird because they had different careers and they're not the same player. They didn't have the same success. But Pierce has that, like, unconditional love anytime he's around. Like, they put him up on the big screen. The place goes nuts. Tommy was that way. I mean, he was always at the games as the color commentator. But still, hearing Tommy on the uh, tribute video today, by the way, was very nice. I I am so used to not hearing Tommy anymore. Anytime you hear Tommy, it's, like, really special. So good work to whoever did that and chose those clips to play. Uh, Gorman will undoubtedly get an amazing reception at the end of the year when it's his final home game. Mm-hmm. And in red meant so much to the team too. It's just strange because it, it's not always the best players. Sometimes it's not even <laughs> players like Gorman, Red Auerbach. They're both important people to the, the organization. It's because people, and I'm not saying you do this, obviously. It's because people will get so caught up in basketball is all that matter. Championships are all that matter. And obviously championship is what you need to do i'm not saying they don't but it is not the end-all be-all of how a person can be impactful in a community in an organization and for a fan base and for kids and and people who grew up watching a team like i we talked about all the time like obviously we wish they would have gotten over the hump you of all people wish and, and and get mad at them for not getting over the hump but like the double charges against harden was a regular season game that in the grand scheme of things didn't matter, but you can just like that, like that is the thing everyone points to when they talk about being a Celtic and Marcus smart. Like it, it is the small things. It, it is everything he did from the time he was drafted to the time, you know, the Celtics were eliminated in the playoffs last year. It, it just, just everything he did embodied being a Celtic. And just because they didn't get over the hump, like that could that probably will ultimately be the reason he doesn't get his number retired in Boston. That's fine. I get that. But it doesn't mean he can't be appreciated. And I think a lot of people skip past that in favor of he wasn't a good three point shooter. He made some bad plays and like just take a step back. Take your head out of the fucking computer for a second and appreciate what he did for the organization. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. And that's what sure. I think people need to do. I agree. I mean, that was probably my favorite <laughs> player ever. So it sucks that he's that, not on too. the team anymore. Sucks that they traded him. Still think they did him dirty, and he seems to think that too. And uh, not that he doesn't agree with the move, but he just wishes they kind of told him. Um, yeah, which is fair. 
I mean, I think I think he got the shaft too, but I think that's also the Clippers' fault. So, you know, <laughs> true. Whatever. Also, Taylor Snow, the Celtics writer, just casually dropped this on the timeline today, I and I thought it was ridiculous. Drawing. Yeah, <laughs> like what the hell? He just goes, "Yeah, I sketched this today. No big deal." Also, you see his signature, sick. It's just a T. Oh, with a snowflake. Yeah, right. Goes hard. Nice. <laughs> and then I responded. I said, what the fuck? How can you just casually draw like this? And he said, I picked up a pencil after a four-year hiatus. And I said, what's the peak look like? And he goes, I didn't really have a peak, but these are some of the first ones I drew. And he just casually dropped some other like ridiculous sketches on the timeline. I'm like, what the fuck, Taylor? Like, how? How are you just going to casually drop that? Anyways. You should you should have did like a stick person, man. Like, I did one too. What do you think? I, I said to him, I said, Taylor, I still need to follow a guide I learned in second grade when I want to draw a dog. Like, shut the fuck up. This is good. Um, anyways, any final thoughts on the game or Marcus? Probably Marcus, but if anything. <laughs> uh, no, nothing in particular. Alrighty. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. Let us know what you think of the game or Marcus. Again, probably Marcus because the game was what it was. Appreciate you all for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Check out Talk and Seas, which is probably dropping later tonight if I if our recording schedule is correct. If it is um, not, I'm not on it. Well, maybe it'll be dropping anyways with me and Bobby. That's fine. Um, it, maybe we'll scam Justin or Cam to join us too. We'll get the crew in. But thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, subscribe to How About Them Celtics and all that. Sam, take it out. Yep. Thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. So you don't miss any of our daily uploads. We're posting game recaps like this one, full pods, film breakdowns, rumor breakdowns, talking C's like Jack mentioned. And we're also live a half hour before every single game. So come hang out in the chat. It's a ton of fun. I wasn't at today's, but I'm sure it had a ton of interaction with the event going on today. Um, also, Spotify and Apple were there. You can find the audio versions of our game recaps and full pods if you follow us they'll go right to your inbox and if you leave a five-star review we'll appreciate it very much you can reach out to us via email hbtcpod at gmail.com you can email us there we'll read your emails on the pod and we'll give you feedback we love to hear from you you can also find us on socials at how about them sees twitter instagram and tiktok facebook is just the name of the podcast our pregame streams are there and on youtube and on twitter Jack's Twitter is at Jack's Money NBA. Mine's at Sam LaFrance NBA. It's it for us. Bye. Check, check, go.